0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle and take a fresh look at Comfort TV. My name is Tim Nacy. I am the multimedia editor here at Viewpoints. Uh, I'm a podcaster and a multimedia journalist who has an an interest and a specialty, I guess, in pop culture.
1: The way you said, I guess. Um, Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) It's been a long week, everybody.
1: (laughs) No, I feel you. It's also been a long week for me. I am Leo Cabral. I am the editor-in-chief at Viewpoints, RCC's news publication. Uh, I use they-them pronouns, and I am a queer, trans, and non-binary multimedia journalist. All right, Tim, so what have you been watching this week?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. I, 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 was, I was watching a lot of Family Guy last week. Uh-huh. Um, I've moved on to American Dad. Which I was okay. I was I was actually originally gonna talk about American Dad, then I figured you know what now everybody knows American Dad, it's fine. Yeah. But if you don't know American Dad, check out American Dad. It's a similar vibe to Family Guy, but in my for my money, it's a much better show.
1: I it's, would say so. It's
0: smarter. It's weirder. It's just, the characters are 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 more in depth. There's an alien. There's an alien. <laughs> A very sexually ambiguous alien.
1: Yes, he's, the <laughs> Roger's my gender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so yeah, if, if, if somehow you've never seen American Dad, maybe because you hate Family Guy, it, it's, it's not exactly the anti-Family Guy, but it is definitely
1: a classier production than Family Guy. It's a fun little satire about the average American family. So,
0: well, I mean, it, it used to be like that. Oh, but it's it's got it, it's they they've they've gotten away from that because yeah, originally it was a like a parody of like conservative politics. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have like there's a there was a there was an episode where George W. Bush comes to dinner. Oh and God! <laughs> there's an episode where. Um, like stands like running for like deacon of the church or something. And he, I remember and, that. And he and he, and he, and he, and he hires Carl Rove, who's like, who's like, who's like, a, like a like a like a satanist lord. <laughs> like... My favorite thing in that episode is when is when um is when like it, it's time for like, it's time for like him to be actually like named deacon. Mm-hmm. And he wants to like he wants to invite Carl Rove in to <laughs> invite Carl Rove into um to a
1: church. <laughs> Just burns him before. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. It's all the same to you
0: all to stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. No, definitely, we're not going to get into that. American <laughs> Dad, American Dad is amazing, anyway. But it's it's like one of the funniest shows. But um, uh, primarily, I've been uh, I talked a little bit a few weeks ago about um the Shrink Next Door, mm-hmm. which was a uh, which is one of the first uh, Wondery podcasts that I was listening to, and um, I think I mentioned before that I. I'm on their streaming service now. So it, uh, I think it's like it's like like $35 like for a whole year. Ooh. And you get all their shows ad-free, episodes come out early, which is pretty cool.
1: Wondery, please sponsor us. I oh god, yeah, that would, that would be
0: amazing. <laughs> be amazing. i to work for Wondery. Anyway, um
1: Anyways. <laughs> um
0: but so I've I've been digging their stuff and uh, I've been really starting to get into like their historical stuff, primarily. Um, I used to be, I used to really staunchly insist that conversational podcasts were the way to go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, this has mm-hmm. really turned me around. This, the, these, these, these different shows. I've been listening to American History Tellers, which gives you like these like mini series kind of things about uh, just various like points in American history. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm learning about the about like the origins of Manhattan. And like how when the Dutch used to own that, and how it was like a hub for like pirates and smuggling and Ooh. prostitutes and stuff.
1: Wh- what? What? Ma- ma-
0: Manhattan used to be cool. Man. No
1: way. <laughs> Wait, that's actually really cool.
0: Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and yeah, and, and and of course, you know, early American history. Of course, they 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 bump heads with mm-hmm. the Native Americans, and everything's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. not great and horrible on that front, but. Anyways, what's really great about these shows is that they, they kind of feel like episodic audiobooks uh, with, like, kind of audio drama segments put in the middle. And so they've, they've really been grabbing me and kind of getting me into things that I really wouldn't or that I really wasn't finding myself interested in before. Uh, weirdly, I've been get, finding myself getting really into, like, business shows. <laughs> um, there's two big ones that I'm obsessed with right now. Uh, business Wars is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one focuses on uh, famous business rivalries: Coke versus Pepsi, Nike versus Adidas, that mm. kind of stuff. Um, the pettiness between corporations is off the charts, and I love it.
1: Corporations are so petty.
0: <laughs> the, the, the first season is um, it, it, it deals with uh, Netflix versus Blockbuster,
1: Ooh. and.
0: Um, and you know it like, was like like it was just crazy like those the, like the the heads of those companies were so mean to each other like it was just, there was there was, there's there was, there was one story where like i think it was like it was like one of the, I, I think it was like the first netflix original movie i can't remember what it was called it was like sweet tooth or something i don't remember exactly but they, they were they, they were doing a big premiere in like downtown la mm-hmm.
1: and
0: the and the, you know, netflix wasn't doing so great at the moment you know they they hadn't really turned the corner that they've that they've that they've turned and the head of blockbuster pulls up in a limo uh, oh, to the to to Reed Hastings the head of Netflix uh, who's walking to the who's walking to the to the premiere and he's like he's like oh you heading for heading the head to the head to the premiere and 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 Hastings is like yeah yeah i'm, I'm heading there and i guess he was like looking expectantly like he, like the the ceo of blockbuster was going to like give him a ride <gasps> He just said, "Well, good luck getting there." I just oh. drove away, like, like I swear, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, high, it's like a high school movie. Like,
1: <laughs> oh my god, see a loser! Wow. <laughs> it was just so,
0: and then of course, Blockbuster. Like, of course, that was that was that was the day that began Netflix owning the streaming world. Mm. And uh, yeah, Blockbuster kind of imploded from there.
1: That's. That's really funny. Of course,
0: yeah. Of course, Netflix is kind of viewed as like the good guy in that story, but you know they're they're a bloated monster now.
1: No corporation is a good guy. I'm actually (laughs) thinking about canceling my Netflix subscription because of the price hikes and the and the ads and the oh my god the 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 the, the
0: fact the gall to charge us but also have ads that's that's crazy.
1: I hate that. Like if I'm doing a free thing like on Peacock, like yeah, I don't care for the ads because I know what I got what I signed up for or didn't sign up for
0: (laughs) just do 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 a free option that's what peacock does they have have the free option you Mm -hmm. can watch pretty much anything
1: with ads that's why i hate hbo max right now because we do pay for like the basic thing but we still get ads yeah
0: there's always one like bumper at the beginning
1: apple apple's like that too so i have to pay more for less and whatever i i I sometimes appreciate apple's ads though
0: because they because their their ads are always for like other like apple originals Hmm. so i that's kind of how i learn about new apple shows
1: Mm. Oh, so I okay. I do
0: appreciate that, I guess, but yeah. No. Anyway. Um but yeah, I, I, I love I love seeing like corporations act are petty with each other. It's, um, it's funny. It's funny. I, I, I'm I'm somebody who is very frustrated with capitalism. As, and <laughs> and so like and so like and, it kind of gives me life seeing them like miserable like that.
1: <laughs> it just goes to show that even rich people are miserable guys. Yep.
0: It's all it, it's all power games and, and and pettiness and pride and it's just I'm just like yeah maybe I'm happy being poor
1: right me an anti capitalist <laughs> just stop.
0: I, I could use a little more
1: money but like eh, I don't need to be rich we should just
0: dismantle the need for money altogether and uh, really quickly too a good a good, a good a good companion to that show. Is business movers
1: more business,
0: <laughs> which focuses on specific business figures like uh, Walt Disney.
1: Ooh, um, they
0: kind of there's a series on Steve Jobs, uh, Mary Barra who ran um, who ran GM for a long time and kind of like pulled them out of the past.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: Um, and Stanley, I'm in the middle of a series on Stanley right now. Love that. And, it, and it, it 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 functions about the same as Business Wars, except that it's it has more of a character study bent. It kind of like focused on like a specific like period of like okay of of like their careers. Like like um like with Walt Disney, they're taught like the the story picks up right after Disneyland opens, and this and the and the story was about you know like the sort of like the last the last the last uh, ten fifteen or so years of his life, and trying to get Disney World off the ground, which God check out that's the first season of Business Movers check it out that's a wild story he hired a spy to keep the deal a secret Why? yeah because yeah, cause, um, because what happened with Disneyland was that he he, he built Disneyland
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and he ended up landlocked because Disneyland was a big success uh, and a bunch of um, you know hotels and restaurants and stores and stuff they all they all popped up around surrounding the area to capitalize on to capitalize on the fact that Disneyland was there. Right. And so Disneyland is now pretty much entirely landlocked. If they want to build something, they have to destroy something else because there's there's no more there's no more space to expand.
1: That's why they do that.
0: Um and so and so when he built Disney World, Walt wanted absolute control of the area around him. Oh god. So he so he so he so he so he, so he ended up like sending a like a, a proxy he hired. He hired. I think. I think I think, he, I think it, was, it was somebody who worked for a law office, like like who like ran a law office. And he sent this guy to Florida to buy up, um, to buy up parcels of land in very very small um, quantities, mm-hmm. just under under a different name than Disney, to to, to, to kind of keep to kind of keep everybody quiet, or, or or to keep the to keep the media from from, from catching wind. Damn. And he just bought a just an ungodly amount of land, like a ridiculous amount of land, like. So so much land that when they eventually built Disney World, I think the taxes were going to be so high that um, he eventually had to like, he, he eventually had to like try to force a bill through, like lobby for a bill that would allow, that would allow Disney World to operate as its own city.
1: Stop. What the heck? And Actually, I,
0: I, if, you, if you look at Disney World's address, actually, um, it's in Orlando, Florida, but it's considered like Buena Vista, Florida because Disney World <gasps> is its own city. And 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 it's all and it's all tax-related shadiness that they, that they did that.
1: See, this is why I'm an anti-capitalist, because like the law works for the the bourgeoisie. The law the police, the law, the government, they all work for and they themselves are the bourgeoisie Ugh, my goodness. That is the shady stuff that i absolutely hate i hate that i hate that so much it's honestly
0: why it creeps me out so much how like people have this kind of like culty kind of view of walt disney Mm -hmm. where they're always like no 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 walt was all about the creativity he would oh yeah totally he would hate all this i I, am just like no just just i i would bet you any amount of money that you know if it did turn out that walt disney was frozen (laughs) <laughs> or or like his head was frozen like a like a like a like a like a, like a like a Futurama thing in a in a bowl, mm-hmm. and they brought him out and they showed him what Disney looked like now, and, they, and 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 he realized oh wow we own like everything we own like we own like most of pop culture now mm. I feel like he'd be like hell yeah all right yep because this because this was the man who this was the man who kind of create carved out a city in the middle of Orlando yep. to avoid having to deal with state regulations. <laughs>
1: I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> you know, R.I.P. Walt Disney. In in a lot of ways, he was a genius, but that was creepy. <laughs> That was very very creepy.
1: It was slimy, I should say, honestly.
0: But it was a wild story. I never knew that.
1: I never knew that either. That's you know, brand and, new
0: to me. And there's lots of other stuff like how Mary Barra at GM, how she was able to kind of like pull them out of the past and you know there was it was, it was really it was really sexist there for a long time. Mm. It was really it was really like just like just really really pro like like pro executive like mm. there were people getting like ridiculous bonuses when money wasn't when money was kind of tight. And she kind of like gutted GM and like and like and like enabled all kinds of different things to uh to, 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 to give women more opportunities and now it's getting to a point now I think I think I think at the end of the series they said that she had made an announcement that General Motors is gonna go to all electric cars by like the 2030s oh wow to avoid like to like to like to like to like to, to carve that out of like climate change and stuff so there, there's there's a lot of really good a lot of really good stories in there I also learned that Steve Jobs owned Pixar I didn't know that what yeah, he bought he bought Pixar.
1: So what? Wait. So, it, but it's not an Apple product. Like, it's not an Apple. Like, it's not part of the Apple uh, no, name, Steve, Steve right? Steve Jobs was
0: kicked out of Apple. That's that, that, that's where that's where his story picks up. In oh, rumors. he got he got he got he got he got pushed out of Apple. He tried to open a new computer company called Next, but mm-hmm. he, he got way too yeah exactly like super egomaniac. I I I, I, I had to like pause it and laugh when I thought <laughs> that. That is, that is that is that is that is that is the second the second startup company was called Next. I
1: hate that. And I'm so just much. like ah,
0: oh, you are such an egomaniac. Good god, it's
1: hilarious. <laughs> but,
0: um, <laughs> but um, but um, yeah. Um, he he had like these super crazy ambitious uh, ambitious goals for Next Computers. Uh, the company wasn't doing very well because the computers ended up being way too expensive for anybody, like even businesses and labs and stuff that mm-hmm. that, that, that that he was hoping would be able to do it. Uh, and he eventually went, he bought he bought Pixar initially for their their software, the stuff they used to make. The, oh. and, and but 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 he ended up he ended up making friends with John Lasseter and becoming really, really enamored of their. Of their of their like of their like storytelling and the and the and the technology and stuff and so he was like a really really big champion for for um, Toy Story to happen,
1: oh and
0: he was the one who brokered the deal for it to be a Disney Pixar thing, like co billing, because Disney because there was actually a whole big to do when Toy Story came out because they called it Walt Disney Pictures presents Toy Story, and all of the and all of the, you know, the executives and stuff who were, like, doing, like, who were doing, like, press junkets were acting like, yeah, this is a new, this is a new Disney animated movie, and they're just, like, discounting this, 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 this big, this, this, this this little company that did all of the work for it. And so he brokered it so that now every subsequent Pixar movie was Disney, was Disney Pixar.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: he eventually brokered it so that Disney would buy Pixar. So, yeah, he, he, he bought Pixar independently of Apple, and then ended up selling it to and then ended up selling it to Disney.
1: Business. Before moves. he went back to Apple. Wow. Where he stayed
0: until he passed.
1: Dang. but yeah, you,
0: you learned some like crazy stories about about, 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 about about these about these people. Like I, I really didn't know how deep and then and, and the whole like the whole like structure of the story with Steve Jobs is like how he learned to become a better leader and, a, and less of an egomaniac by working with by working with Pixar. Hmm.
1: Pixar love you.
0: <laughs> but yeah, business, business movers is pretty is 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 a is a pretty good show. I, I love that it focuses on the, like it's actually a far more positive thing. I think I think maybe my, my fascination with with business wars is a little bit toxic, <laughs> but um, business movers is a genuinely like inspirational show because it kind of shows you you know what makes these great people so great and <laughs> how even independent of their I mean there 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 are some there are some like ugly stories like the guy who ran Uber I actually don't remember his name but he was a jerk. Or well, he is a jerk. Yeah. He, he, he's 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 still alive. He, he I, 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 <laughs> unfortunately. I, um, but yeah, he the giant giant piece of work. Uber was a horrible place to work for a very very long time. Mm. Might still be. I don't really know.
1: I'm sure it is actually, especially after that whole like prop. I want to say 22 thing. I can't recall it at those at this moment. Yeah, there
0: was like a, there was like a toxic culture there and sexual harassment and all kinds of and, and lots of things that were condoned and covered up and mm. new HR reps brought in to try to gaslight people who tried to come forward
1: oh. with trying,
0: trying to turn like turn them against each other. Oh, well a lot of these people were saying that a lot of these people were saying that you were a pro, that, that you were a problem employee and then a bunch of the women who went to go talk to the HR lady got together and they found and they all found out that oh no, yeah, the um she she told us all the same thing that everybody else was saying that we were a problem. Oh Trying to turn them against each other.
1: I hate that so much.
0: Crazy, yeah, wild stories. Um I have derailed this for a very long time. That's uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend, yeah, both these podcasts are really, really entertaining and really, really like, surprisingly engrossing. And I would definitely recommend you give them a shot. I should check it out. All right, so Leo, after I derailed this for <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> what what have you been? What have you been watching?
1: Um, so instead of watching something, I have gone back to the very beginning of the No Sleep podcast. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, it is. It's it's so it's something I normally fall asleep to, um, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the on the podcast before. But I decided to do some work and play some Stardew Valley uh, with the first season on in the background. This podcast started as something where the host David Cummings and a few voice actors read creepy pastas from the No Sleep Reddit forum and basically bring them to life. You know so you can instead of reading those those creepypastas you get to hear them in some really nice sultry voices um so my bestie was telling me um, i want to say like a week or two ago how the first several seasons of the no sleep podcast are more unsettling than the later seasons and I guess I just wanted to check it out for myself. Um, I have noticed that things do mellow out around the eighth or ninth season. And so when I when I got through the about the sixth or seventh episode of this first season, I was legitimately scared. Uh, my girlfriend was over at her other partner's place at the at the like, want to say last Friday, and I was home. I was like home in the room alone and. <laughs> it was dark and the stories were actually making my heart race i was i was so scared. i was like oh my god are there gonna be shadows in the high in the in the hallway or something it was a lot of fun um i recommend giving the no sleep podcast a listen uh the first few seasons are quite graphic so proceed with caution um, again, it mellows out several seasons in, um, episodes usually have trigger warnings and there's more details about those trigger warnings on their website. So always be sure to check those out before you get into an episode. Man, I, I forgot how bad like
0: creepypastas like messed me up for a while there. I, um, I know, I know that, I know that, that, that Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Ben Drowned. Ooh. Obviously that's like Mount Rushmore creepypasta. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Classic. So classic. Creepy. So creepy.
1: Definitely, I know there's
0: one early on in this one. I think it's a, um, I think it's a, it, 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 it it's like a multi-part one about a missing kid,
1: mm-hmm. that was pretty good,
0: mm-hmm. and I, a, and how and how like genuinely upsetting the actual like the actual like end of that story was.
1: Oh my God! There was this one that has stuck with me for years, um, but I listened to it again last week. It was a, it was you know these kids playing hide and seek, and you know one girl goes into the woods near where all these kids were playing hide and seek. And, you know, like one kid's like, oh, I found you. And she's like behind this this tree. But it turns out it was her dead corpse. It was her dead body being like being poked out from like this behind the tree. So the kids saw her dead body. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Graphic. Sorry. Trigger warning, y'all. It was scary. I was legitimately scared. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get kidnapped in my own room.
0: (laughs) What what I've gotten into more lately are the... um... And, and and it's mostly because like I can like I mean I mean like I mean like a horror story, a horror story will get me like everything. Yeah, like, oh, that's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I love are um, lately I've been getting into the um, the the ritual game. Creepypastas.
1: Mm. Those one
0: like because because those cause th- those are great because it lets me because 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 like they they're usually it's like a set of instructions and um and it lets me just imagine what it would be like doing this myself or, like, mm-hmm. in my own house, like, like playing the midnight game.
1: Immersion. that it's,
0: it's, like, an immersive experience. I love that. The midnight game is great. Um, the elevator game, obviously. I
1: hate the elevator game. <laughs>
0: um, one that I find somewhat under, um, underrated uh-huh. that I love is um, The Hooded Man. You ever heard that one?
1: See, I've heard of so many blank mans. Or the the blank man that they all kind of blend in together. You would have you'll have to refresh my memory. Okay, so just, yeah, so just just a quick just a quick tangent here. Yes. Okay, so the hooded
0: man ritual um, involves um, basically what you do is you have to you have to find I think it's a piece of cord. And then you need a piece of cord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You I think at a certain time of day I, I can't remember if there's a number you have to dial um, oh, no. specifically, but you wrap the cord around the phone receiver which obviously this is landline stuff so i i don't yeah. know how this would work
1: uh, for all you zoomers we used to have phones connected to the house by a wire it's bizarre though
0: because i feel like the hooded man kind of came into existence like mid like like mid 2010s like i I don't, I don't i don't but regardless so i so i guess, I guess you're safe <laughs> Yeah. from you're safe from all of this if you if you if you don't have you don't have a landline that's
1: good i'm, I'm um, safe
0: then <laughs> so basically you take the piece of cord and you wrap it around the and you tie it around the um around the thing you, uh, around the, the, fo- the phone receiver and you hold it up to your ear and i don't remember what you have to do but you have to do something on the phone and um you hold the phone up to your ear no not touching it you can't you, you're not supposed to actually touch it so not like. So you're, you're, so you're holding it by a cord, and you're talking into it, kind of like that.
1: That's weird. Okay.
0: Without actually, and, and nobody, and nobody talks back in, in, in this one. But basically, what you what you do is you do something on the on the on the phone buttons or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you say, "Hello, I need a ride."
1: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> That's you hang, and, and you hang, and you hang up. You have to hang up after a certain amount of time, or before a certain amount of time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You leave the cord wrapped around the phone. Hmm. Um. I don't. No, if you go to sleep, um, or if you just wait, but at some point, you look out the window, there'll be a black car waiting for you outside. Mm. You get in the car, There, it'll be empty, unlocked and empty. Mm -hmm. You lay down in the back seat, you go to sleep. When you wake up, you check your watch, or your phone, or whatever, and the time should be 3.33. If it's 3.33, (laughs) if it's 3.33, then go back to sleep. If it's not 333, get out of the car. Um, If it is 333, you go to sleep, and when you wake up, um, the car will be moving now, Mm -hmm. and there will be a man wearing a hoodie driving the car. Oh my god. Um, They don't really, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of, like, description of, like, what you're going to see, of what you would see, but you will be in a place you don't recognize. Like, you're just going to be driving down the road. And um, there's a possibility, while you're on this ride, um, now, first of all, you do not talk to the driver.
1: You know, I never talk to my Uber driver. You so don't. That's you fine. don't. You don't.
0: You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't talk to the driver. You don't mess with them. You don't try to leave the car. You just sit there, and you hang out. Oh man. Um, the driver might stop to pick up to pick up passengers. Do not look at the passengers. <laughs> you don't. You don't look at the passengers. Bad things. Bad things might happen to you. There's the 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 like some 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 versions of the hooded man um, ritual say that if you catch them, they'll stab you. Like stab Ooh. you, like they they they'll stab you a hundred times or something like that. Um, or you might meet this recurring figure named Father, um. who basically yeah, he's a he's a he's a manipulative demon or some something, something like that. Who, mm-hmm. who who wants to like insinuate himself into your life. Hmm. Um. Th- that's a whole different. That's a whole different like thing of it. But but it, but it does kind of cross over. There's kind of a whole you know literary universe around the ritual games sometimes.
1: That's a lot of, lot, of lore there.
0: Yeah. So you just do this as long as you want to do this. I don't know what I don't know what the gain was, until you're done. Then, at which point now you are allowed to talk to the driver. Now what you do is you just you just lean over to the front, and you say in, into his ear, or where his ear should be. I don't know if he actually has a head. <laughs> blood, but you never actually see him. Um, I'm finished with my ride or something like that, or 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 I'm ready to go back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you'll fall asleep. And when you wake up, um, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're back. I think you're back in the car, back at your house. You get out, you go back into your house, you untie the cord from the phone receiver, you burn it, you bury those ashes in the back seat. No, actually, before you do that, you have to pick up the, you have to pick up the phone again and say, thank you for the ride. Hang up, take the, take the cord, burn it, bury the ashes. And uh, that's it um you it's and and, and as with any of these ritual games there are rules yeah 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 strictly follow you you have to follow all these rules in this order you don't screw anything up because you die you die or things will have followed you back from wherever you were Mm -hmm. i've always thought it was like hell or something but right um like the
1: elevator game (laughs)
0: But but yeah and and, and, and so yeah you have to follow these or you will or you will or you will die.
1: You will perish. Oh um, my god, that's cool.
0: But, uh, but yeah, I love that. I would ne- I like like I I don't know how much I believe any of these ritual games. I would never try them. No, no same.
1: Thank you.
0: No like, no um no single player hide and seek. No. Yeah, I was kings, just about to talk about that. No midnight game. No oh, hooded no. man. No elevator game. No, I'm good
1: yeah no thank you just
0: on the off chance that it's real right i'm good
1: see that's why i don't touch ouija boards i know they're all like a parlor game i know that they're all like a hasbro product or whatever that you can just get from any store now but um i still won't mess with them i don't think i think, touch I them. think from,
0: from what i've heard i think i've heard like people talk about with like with like Ouija boards that if you if you have the i think it, i can't remember if it's like, hasbro or parker brothers but i think if you do that you're good it's just the toy
1: Mm-hmm. But there's
0: but but, but I, I think I think you have to like I think if I remember right you have to like um I think I think like to actually talk to ghosts you need to get you need to get like one that's like made of obsidian or something and I think like a blood sacrifice is involved and like Oh okay, yeah, like, you okay. Know, like, you gotta, like you gotta like yeah you gotta like bleed on the board and then and then and then you can talk to the dead and talk to demons and stuff. But I, I think I think I think I think I think
1: the I think the Hasbro ones are just are just shenanigans. Okay, cool. Actually, you know the 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 genuine ones sound pretty metal. I might try that.
0: Honestly, an, an obsidian Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that's kind of cool. Like, I kind of just want one. Like I just want I just want to
0: have I just want to have one. I I, I I don't know that I'd use it.
1: No. But I kind of just
0: want one. It's like just like I just have that on display, like in my home office. And I'm just like, yeah, you want to see my obsidian Ouija board? Right.
1: My my irrational fear <laughs> of Ouija boards is now gone now that I've seen this obsidian Ouija board. <laughs> No, but on the real I probably still wouldn't even mess with it. I probably would not even purchase it. <laughs> so yeah, that's what um that's what I've been listening to instead of watching lately. All right, but we did watch something this week, didn't we, Leo? Yes, we did. <laughs> this week we watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, classic. Truly. Yeah. yeah. I think every every time I watch the first season it reminds me of that time I spent in the mental hospital. Um spoilers, I went to the mental hospital a while back. And it was just a really fun time, like anywhere, even just what I'm what I mean, what I want to say is watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in any situation can really, you know, brighten your day because it's just that great.
0: Mm -hmm. I I discovered. Yeah, I, I think I discovered the show. Well, not discovered. I always knew about it. Mm hmm. But I finally was able to because I got I got HBO Max during the during the pandemic, like the, in the in the in like the absolute depths of the lockdown.
1: Oh, oh and, man! And
0: um, yeah, as with many, I had myself a real rough mental health time around that point. I was I was I was um I, I my, my my existential anxiety was at an all time high. Same. Um. There was a, there were yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of thoughts about mortality and death. Um. Strangely enough, though, not. Related necessarily to COVID, it was more. I was scared I was going to get cancer. Oh, yeah. Dang. I don't really know where that, where that, where that, where that whole thing came from. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but yeah. The, 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 those were, I, 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 I I consistently cite it as like the, there were there were two things that kind of saved my life during during the during lockdown. Mm-hmm one was assassin's creed. <laughs> I was able to get Assassin's Creed Origins for $5 on Steam during that time. And then I moved I played and I played all the way through Assassin's Creed Origins, then I moved on to Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
1: Oh no. And now
0: I am and and I and I I never finished it, but I played a good bit of um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
1: Oh my god! So I got I got
0: really really into like the open the the open world like RPG Assassin's Creed games and mm-hmm. that saved my life. And the other thing was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because I I finally was able to, because HBO Max was the first place I knew that had it top mm-hmm. to bottom. I was able to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air all the way from the beginning to the end, and um, yeah, it got me through some stuff.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, like uh, at that mental hospital, that was like that was like really the highlight of the day right there. So thank you Will Smith and everybody who created. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, so, some background on this show. The the show's opening song basically tells the story about the main character Will, played by Will Smith. Uh, it's about a young guy born in West Philly. He gets sent to live with his aunt and uncle. Because uh, mom got scared. Because his mama got scared. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not gonna get. I am not. I. I. <laughs> every time I think about the theme song, I'm like, don't sing it. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. But yeah, so um, Aunt Vivian, Uncle Phil, uh, Vivian for the first through third seasons are played by Janet Hubert. And from the fourth through sixth seasons, uh, she is played by Daphne Maxwell-Reed. And uh, Uncle Phil or Philip Banks is played by James Avery. Rest in peace. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we went two completely different uh, directions
0: there. All right, yes, R.I.P. But he did play Shredder, and I always found that to be one of the funniest things.
1: <laughs> Shredder, huh? That's funny. I love that. Um, and also uh, with their three kids, uh, Hillary, Carlton, and Ashley. Carlton is played by Alfonso Ribeiro. Hillary is played by Karen Parsons, and Ashley is played by Tatiana M. Ali and they all live in the affluent bel-air and that's where the hilarity ensues because will is from the rough part of philly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um
0: yeah they, they're, they're, they, they, live, they live in a place of uh pretty immense privilege
1: yeah so it's like mixing some hood with uh with higher class with high class and it's
0: kind of yeah and, and it's honestly kind of how both of those both of those things can make the other better
1: yeah, I like it. It's um especially when we're I'm gonna get off on a tangent, but because I love the Fresh Prince, I love the I love how Will like flips his bla- his school blazer inside out, so like the the cool pattern from the inside is on the outside. It's 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 just dope. Um, so there are six seasons of the Fresh Prince, and the show ran on NBC from 1990 to 1996. And um for our recap. <laughs> We are going to be reading off the fandom wiki because I am overwhelmed and overworked. It's been a little bit
0: of a week, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get through it. You will find out what happened in this episode.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. So Uncle Phil, he is a lawyer, and he and Vivian are going to go on a trip to Palm Springs with, with uh, Uncle Phil's... I keep, why do I keep calling him Uncle Phil? With Phil's... He's he's
0: everybody's uncle Phil. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Fine, I'll call him Uncle Phil. Um he his partner uh, um his law partner um Mr. Firth and Mr. Firth's wife. I don't even know I don't even know if I got their names, but we're just going to call them Mr. and Mrs. Firth. So that sounds right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They're just some affluent white folk who cares. <laughs> So Phil, Uncle Phil and Vivian are going to Palm Springs in Mrs. Firth's helicopter because she had just recently learned how to fly one. Okay. Yeah. Carlton and Will offer to drive Mr. Firth's really fancy Mercedes there as well, you know, for the Firths. And, of course, Mr. Mr. Firth is like, yeah, cool. I'm cool with that. So while they're on their way – oh, well, actually, I should say um, – Carlton is approved to drive the car to Palm Springs while Will is supposed to stay behind. But um, while Carlton is trying to go and um, drive to Palm Springs, Will com- pops out from the back seat, scares Carlton.
0: I love so much <laughs> that it was a Freddy Krueger mask <laughs> Me specifically too. because he gets the he gets to burst out his um his Freddy Krueger voice from the song he did for that One Night Run on Elm Street movie.
1: I didn't know he did that.
0: Yes, there's a. I, I can't remember which one it was, but there is a. But yeah, there's a. There's a Fresh Prince song called "Nightmare on My Street,"
1: uh, that is about
0: that is about uh, that is about Will being harassed by Freddy Krueger.
1: I love that. Oh wow!
0: And yeah, he, he busts out the same voice that he uses in that song as Freddy Krueger.
1: Ah, that's so cool. Yeah, he has the the head, the knife hand, and everything. Knife, knife fingers knife fingers and everything. I also
0: love too um Carlton Carlton just like, just, like just, just just singing and having a good time. Like I I I love I love like I love like Carlton's like uptight uptight version of fun. Like he's clearly he's clearly having the time of his life. It is like the squarest thing when he's like
1: it's very square. He's such a <laughs> such a little weenie. He's my fave with how um I guess you could say with how whitewashed he is, because that's that's the joke. That's the that's his, his, his character is, you know, he's a whitewashed black black kid. It kind of comes
0: into it pretty heavily in this one. I mean, there's an episode yeah. later
1: on, I think, where there, where there's the, I, I it, it, it's
0: when it's when Will and Carlton are in college ooh okay um, where yeah there's kind of like there's kind of like a conversation about like how like th- this this one is one guy like is like rejecting
1: Carlton because he's not black enough
0: oh mm. and uh yeah Carlton, Carlton Carlton lets him have it though I mean it, it's a really really great scene
1: oh yeah good good on Carlton
0: But um uh, but yeah but, but that but that does that does that does come into play I mean even in a even lot. even even in even in this hmm like, 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 just, 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 like, just like in this one, like, like, um, like, like, like he, like, this scene specifically, because like he's like he, like, he, he, he offers like, so, well, what would you say to an Oreo? And Will says, "I'd say, what's up, Carlton?"
1: Ah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Will is always giving Carlton crap for being a, uh, an or, in Oreo, you know, on the real, like. Just, just to let people be people, um, whitewash or not. But yeah, um, so they get lost. They basically get lost. And with they don't have a map. I don't know why they don't have a map, first of all. Also, how hard is it to get lost from like Bel Air, from like basically L.A. to Palm Springs? I feel like it would be kind of like a straight shot, but whatever. They're lost and they slow down to like two miles per hour. And they attract the attention of a police car. Um, they're pulled over and...
0: Will, like, narrates the entire, the entire thing. This is gonna happen next. No, it's not. And then the thing happens.
1: Yeah, so, police officer comes up and Carlton does not have his hands on the wheel. And Will's like, put your hands on the wheel, Carlton. And, you know, like, like, like you said, like, the, the, the police officer comes up to the window and he's like, sir, can you keep your hands on the wheel? Carlton's, like, slightly impressed. He's like, oh, okay. I guess Will knew something. The whole the whole thing goes, um, you know, like any any um, police vehicle stop goes. Um, ask for the license and registration. Carlton's like, "All right, here you go." But I'm just gonna let you know, this is not my car. Will is just done. Absolutely. He can tell, done. To get out of the
0: car now. Search, like, um, sir, step out of the vehicle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he go, and so Will walks out, so done, and over to the hood, and just like is ready to he's, be arrested. He does it so, He's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, anything. <laughs> Slams himself onto the hood of the car, like just waiting, expectantly.
0: (laughs) He's just ready. Yes. Sure enough, they are in jail.
1: Yeah. Basically. Um. And yeah. And so yeah, they're they're pulled. They 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 get taken. They get detained because um somebody's been going around stealing nice cars, and you know they're two black young gentlemen who are in a nice car that is not theirs. So obviously, this uh, police officer is going to make assumptions, and they're taken to the police station and they're interrogated. Will immediately realizes that the these officers are bigots, and they in and, and Will just tries to keep his stuff like at a minimum, you know, like short, quick answers. But Carlton <laughs> is giving everybody the whole spiel, the whole the whole rundown. He's trying to like explain, like, yeah, there's this going on, but you know what? My father has to go see his partner and. It's just they're just like not buying any of it. They just they just see this like this this black kid trying to act white. It, it, it breaks
0: your heart a little bit to see how much Carlton believes in the justice system. It's
1: so sad. Oh, because Carlton's like trying to get into law just like his dad. And it's just it's really sad, especially at the end. Um, so, yeah, Carlton's not having a good time. He's co- he's completely cooperative. He thinks that this he's going to get out just scot free. But the officers are just like just get more angry with him, more frustrated with him um and they just become convinced that these guys are the thie- are the car thieves in a way in a chance to like try and um, clear their 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 names Carlton and will um, call the bank's residence uh, back in Bel Air but Hillary is right next to the phone but doesn't want to get it Ashley is telling Hillary to get the phone Jeffrey's done yeah Jeffrey's on <laughs> vacation and doesn't want to get it, but he does pick it up, and Carlton's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait or like, no." Will's like, "Hey, hey, wait, uh, can you do me a favor?" And, and
0: <laughs> he's just
1: like, "Excuse me." He's like, "I'm done doing favors," and Jeffrey hangs up on them, and it's really funny because like Will turns around to the officers and he's like, "Can I get a second call? Like my butler just hung up on me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> one, one one piece of, one bit of casting that I that I've always found was really weird mm-hmm. is that I I don't know who plays like the, the the main like sheriff, but um his deputy is played by of all people Hank Azaria who's like one of like the big voices on The Simpsons and like he, he's usually he's usually like a comedic actor.
1: Oh my god! He
0: plays this role one hundred percent straight like there are no jokes to Hank Azaria's character in this one.
1: It's because the police are jokes. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, just a, a weirdly and surprisingly unfunny Hank Azaria. Not not that he was trying to be funny. Just, yeah. Just Hank Azaria playing it straight, and like he's usually doing like over the top voices on The Simpsons. Like it's that's just weird, weird weird to see him there.
1: No, that is weird. I don't even know because I don't know voice actors by how they look. Obviously. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that. That is That that, that that's where I live. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just
0: like I know, I know, I know what that voice actor looks like.
1: <laughs> I know the voices. That's it. That's that's my that's my forte right or like, there. Or
0: like or like or like this, or like when I'm watching the Simpsons, I can usually like pinpoint. Oh, that's a Dan Castellaneta character. Oh, that's a Hank Azaria character. Oh, that's a Harry Shearer character. Jeez, you are oh, good. <laughs> oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! Julie Kavner is playing somebody else in this one.
1: <laughs> How do you do this? <laughs> How much TV do you watch? <laughs>
0: I'm like up and down the Simpsons all the time. Like it's kind of crazy.
1: No, the Simpsons is good though. I, I I enjoy it. Right. So it was Jeffrey's day off, and he hangs up on Will, and Will is like I, I, Mike Butler hung up on me. Um, so after that, they're put in. They're put behind bars, and so um, they they hatch up a plan as they're like stuck in in the cell with this one white dude. And it's really funny because Will's that is like so funny, I love this guy. Yes, Will's like, you know that guy did something bad because he's white and he's in here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and this guy is like
0: he's like he's like he's like a like a super erratic human being. He he keeps bursting out into song. Mm-hmm. like like he has like this really like super hard look on his face. And then he'll just like burst out into song. And then after he's done singing. Goes right back to the hard look. And, and Will and Carlson are terrified.
1: Yeah, I would be terrified too. I'm like, what do you want? What are you? What's even the mood here, man? I think he likes you. I, I think he likes you. Yeah, no, it's really funny. So, yeah, they're stuck in the cell, but they hatch up a plan to um, try and get Phil, uh, Uncle Phil and Vivian's attention because, you know, they're watching the game and... Of course, like if like a breaking news is gonna happen, it's gonna interrupt their game. Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 tried twice. I
0: think Carleton, Carleton called the house where they were staying, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were they were playing the game, and I think um, Mrs. Firth was like a little was was a little buzzed, and it was loud, mm-hmm. so she didn't catch she, she didn't she didn't catch she didn't catch um, any of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then of course you know at the Banks household, everyone's too lazy to deal with the the phone call. And so their final attempt is to just make a phony confession on live TV. Well, will does the phony confession dressed up in like a makeshift do rag in, so in a in a in a in a pair of glasses with one lens popped out. and then Carlton's like he pans over to Carlton and he's crying, and he's like, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm Will who's like, no, we got to like, we got to like do this thing. Uh, don't worry. I've been through, th- I've been around the block a couple times and like, we'll try to do something like my siblings and I or my girlfriend and I will try to do something shady and they'll and I'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, cool. Just act natural. And they'll be like, I can't. <laughs> so yeah, you know, not saying that I do shady stuff all the time. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> but you know, when the time comes, you gotta, you gotta make do. So luckily, the this 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 cry for help does reach Phil and Vivian, and they um they hit the and they head over to the police station to straighten everything out. Uh, when they arrive, Vivian orders the officers to release both Will and Carlton, but you know these these white officers clearly are just like, oh, it's just some angry black woman, you know. Oh,
0: and 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 Aunt Viv decides it is hands o'clock, and
1: she takes off, like whole... off the earrings. <laughs> yes, I love Viv. Oh my God, I'm like, yes, let's go throw down with these cops. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish she was my mother. Um, and yeah, the, the 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 police sergeant refuses, and then and then Uncle Phil tries to come up, and he tries to be polite, and is like, hey i'm sure this is a misunderstanding we can clear this up right but then the sergeant comes back and he's like nah y'all need to sit down and then vivian gets more upset and now um like as 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 the officer is telling vivian like you need to chill philip's like oh no you do not talk to my wife like that also these those are my kids in there you better let them go because and he starts. He starts taking them to town. He
0: goes like, full fury. Like 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 um, James Avery as Uncle Phil can do like goofy mad. Like I mean, just just earlier earlier in this episode, he mm-hmm. gives he gives he gives Will some
1: crazy eyes. Like, I love like, the really. crazy eyes. Have you ever seen
0: the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> I did the crazy eyes for the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, he
1: did. He did it. <laughs> not as uh, not as intimidating as 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 Mr. Avery, but you know, he's cool.
0: Uh, but yeah, but he also like when when he gets mad, mad like he will like yeah like 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 full full fury. Even the viewer is a little scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh dang, he's getting serious. You know, I I like I was taken aback. I love that he can uh pull like the goofy mad and the the real mad. Um, Uncle Phil he's saying you know like did you detain those did you talk to the word was a was a lawyer present when those guys when those boys um, confessed no because I'm their lawyer did you contact their parents when, uh, bef- before you detained them no because I'm their parents and he's like being like I'm a lawyer I will sue y'all up and down you know up, up and down this place. And the 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 officers are still like kind of like uh, this oh, guy's they not gonna do anything. Oh, they know they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, thankfully, this, me, yeah,
0: this 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 made me sick. <laughs> I
1: hate it. I hate that this is the case in real life too. Mr. Firth walks in and he is like, "Hi, I'm Mr. Firth," you know, like and and the police officer is like, "No worries, Mr. Firth. We got your vehicle right here, safe and sound, and we caught the perpetrators." And Mr. Firth is like, "Bruh." Those are my partner's kids, my my law partner's kids, and so the officers are like, "Oh, I guess we got to get them out there real quick." So yeah, they let them go, and um, basically these cops are humiliated. They're embarrassed, which is great. I hate that. I hate that you know a white man. It took the white guy. Yeah.
0: Telling them the same story that two pairs of
1: black mm-hmm.
0: people. Yeah, it's gross.
1: Yeah, it's terrible, but like that's what I really like about this show is like
0: it's not afraid to get it's not afraid it's not afraid to like get real.
1: Yeah, it's um cuz it's really fun it's hilarious throughout until it gets to this serious part where it's like oh dang and then at the very end of the episode where it's like
0: there's a, there's a, there's, dang. Yeah, there, there's a couple of very very serious moments but yeah for for for, for the most like this, this this is a very dark this is a very dark uh very dark story mm-hmm. but it never I mean even 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 the, even the even the, the scene where there, where will and Carlton are being pulled over and harassed by the cops mm. even that mm-hmm. they managed to play it as a they managed to play it as a bit a funny bit
1: <laughs> which is great because as soon as I saw those lights like my stomach dropped my heart heart rate my heart rate started to like quicken Uh, every time every time I see police lights that happens so when it's portrayed on TV I'm like bad bad stuff's gonna happen you know it it, it just shows
0: you that the show is really good at like they, they can they can they can they can Take something serious, a really horrible thing, mm-hmm. and they know just where to put the jokes so that we we have jokes that are lightening up the situation, mm-hmm. but it's not taking away anything from the like the like the like I and and and, and I think that kind of was the key ingredient mm-hmm. was that the two cops that we that we meet in this episode are played entirely straight. They don't get to make any jokes. They are no, just that's they, true. they are they are just the faceless monotone institution mm. that refuses to that refuses to yield. <laughs>
1: It's true, yeah. Um, I didn't even realize that, like, that they didn't make any jokes, really.
0: Not not a single one. They are played 100% straight.
1: That's crazy. But, I mean, it'd be like that. So, yeah, the boys are released. They get to spend their weekend in Palm Springs. Once they're done in Palm Springs, we come back home and we realize that Hillary, uh, the irresponsible elder sister, who is babysitting Ashley, just let her eat all kinds of unhealthy stuff and even gave her espresso at a, a cafe. Lot of, a lot of
0: espressos. We drank espresso all afternoon. Oh
1: my god. I can't even do one espresso without just my body shutting down. I can't. But yeah, by the time uh, that everybody comes back, uh, a- Ashley's bouncing off the walls. Hillary's like, everything went well. And then Jeffrey's like, oh, I guess I gotta get back to work. Because as soon as the parents step in, he's back on, back on duty. Butler duty. Like, despite you know, everything being solved. Um, Will is still kind of upset. Well, still very upset with Carlton because... He's downplaying
0: the situation.
1: Yeah, because Carlton's like, they're just, they just did, they were just doing their job, you know? Like, if we had just brought a map, everything would have been fine. And it's like, no, dude. Like, if you had gotten a more volatile cop, you know, who pulled you over, you could have you could yeah, have ended I've
0: never, up dead. I I've, I I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've never heard of the too slow law. So thank you for enlightening me on that yes. one.
1: Yes. Yeah, Will cause, and Will's just frustrated. He's really trying to tell Carlton like it's because we were black, it's because we were driving while black, you know, in a nice car. He, and he said he basically said that. He basically said that, you know, people of our skin tone, how we look driving, you know, a fancy vehicle that's not like, you know, a bucket. <sighs> And this is where it gets like serious again, and it's just it's just so heavy because it's like, Carlton has such good intentions. He's into he's go he's getting into law, I'm sure, because of his dad, but also because he wants to be like that good lawyer, that good per that per that good person in law. You know, but yeah. Carlton's not not really accepting any of this. Like he's he thinks that Will is like being dramatic, or or like. Overreacting basically, and Will's just Will decides to leave the room. Then he like, and I'm I'm pretty sure Phil hears the all the yelling and and Uncle Phil comes in and he's like, "What's going on, Carlton?" Like, and and Carlton asks his dad like, "What was it if um if you saw a car driving two miles per hour on a road on like a dark road, wouldn't would you pull them you, over too?" Stop them? Yeah. yeah. It's I, I, it's sad.
0: I love I love I love what Uncle Phil says too, that I asked myself I I asked myself that the first time I got stopped.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was just really powerful. It's like after that, Phil just walks out. After he says that to Carlton, Phil walks out and then Carlton's just there dead, by himself.
0: Dead, dead silence, just sitting there, yeah.
1: I would have stopped it. I would, yeah. And I really like how that's basically he's at that point. The show is the show is like directing that that question to the audience. Like it's giving yeah, it's it's quiet,
0: giving you time to think about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just got chills actually, just like thinking about it. It's
0: cause... really good, and and it's another one of the situations I've, ta- I've talked before on this show about how much I love it when a sitcom doesn't feel doesn't feel the the, the pressure to end on a joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: cause cuz Fraser Fraser's pretty big on that. Uh, pretty big on that too you where know, sometimes sometimes episodes end on jokes. Mm-hmm. But other times yeah, they'll just like somebody'll just have a quiet contemplative moment. Somebody'll say something to him and then leave like like and then Fraser'll just kind of just kind of just kind of like stand there thinking about it. Like yeah. look down for a second and then it cuts to the and then it cuts to the uh, cuts to the credits.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
0: Of course Frasier always ends with a silent comedy bit. Over right. The, the goofy the goofy tough salad, scrambled eggs. <laughs> um, jazz song, but right. but um, but yeah, but they'll end they'll end scenes like that, and oh. I and I love when shows do that, and, I, and 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 Fresh Prince does that a lot.
1: It yeah, it does. I love the Fresh Prince, but yeah, that basically is the end of the episode when um, when Uncle Phil's like, you know, I ask myself the same thing, and he says good night, and then you know Carlton's like asking himself that question too. Um, the fact that he still doesn't get it, I feel like he really like he experienced that traumatic event really young because you don't realize when these traumatic things happen you don't always realize when traumatic things happen to you when you're I don't know a minor like I've I've endured a lot of crazy stuff as a minor and like in my adult you know mid in my mid-20s I was like oh that was a bad thing I had endured you know so yeah it's a it's a good episode tell me Tim how did this one hold up for you
0: the first thing that crossed my mind this episode is Exhibit A in terms of why that dramatic reboot on Peacock is the most pointless thing in the world.
1: I saw something about that. I thought it was a joke.
0: <laughs> it was originally, but Will Smith was, like, super into it,
1: oh. and he made it happen.
0: It's there, There's a whole season There's a whole season. It's called Bel Air. It's on Peacock, and it is a gritty, dramatic remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Gritty? Yeah, it, and, I, and I, it actually gets to be about, like, just, just the... It, it dips into all the super dramatic stuff. And you know, I was talking to my brother about this too, that like that's pointless. There was right. no reason to make a serious version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air because that's what makes Fresh Prince of Bel Air so special. I mean, one of the things, one of the big things, is that it gets into the serious stuff, but it doesn't but it does it it, it, it can it, it does that without entirely losing its sense of humor. Watching Dude. this, watching this episode as a serious, as, as a drama, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as powerful as if, like, with the, with the jokes, the singing prisoner, and yeah. and Viv about to throw hands with a cop, and yes. like, you know, the, the 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 drunk law partner's wife, you know, and right, Je- Jeffrey just being through with his job, Will putting the putting the putting on that crazy costume, the over the top character, trying to attract <laughs> media attention, you know, like, the, the, that humor. Is what is what is what makes it all put together, and, and and honestly, it's really just fascinating to me that like that show, like that, that the show will get into serious stuff. Carlton gets robbed, and so he buys a gun, you know, or, or or yeah, they they get harassed by the police. But at the same time, they'll do they'll do a moment like 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 that's like, that's still that's still one of my favorite moments the entire show, is when I think they're they're, they're having they're having this. Like, I think I think um I think um, Uncle Phil's thinking about retiring. and I think everybody knows this scene. And Hillary and Carlton are freaking out because they don't want to lose their money. <laughs> and then Uncle Phil's just like, "Kids, what are you worried about? We're rich." And then, then both Hillary and Carlton were like, "Oh well, that's right. Yeah, we are rich." Oh my God. And they leave the room, and Will's just sitting on the couch. He's like, "If we're so rich, why don't we have a ceiling?" And then it pulls out to reveal the soundstage. <gasps> ah,
1: that's so funny. That actually, was, that actually, was, that actually was the
0: scene <laughs> that like convinced me to watch Freshman's Filler because I'm like, "Okay, this is my vibe." <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that's good. See, I love that kind of set uh, set comedy. That they, the, I love that they actually break the fourth wall in this one, and it's not like cheesy or cringy or anything like that. It's 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 just funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very very well done. Uh, yeah, and I just I that, 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 but but that but that is what is most special about this. Yeah, it, it can engage these topics and it keeps a sense of humor. This episode ran me through an absolute gauntlet of emotions, mm-hmm. but. I, I, between, you know, the, 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 the misunderstandings with the, with the adults on the phone, Mm -hmm. uh, just (laughs) the, 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 the injustice of the situation, the condescending attitude of the, of the police, but I was still always laughing, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, just, like, just, they, they, they leave the prison and and um the prisoner and and the other cellmate starts singing uh, <laughs> yeah. "One by Three Dog Night." I'm just like,
1: I forgot grace. about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and even like Ed, and Uncle Phil are like, what? But
1: let's get out of here, kids. <laughs> <laughs> get out of this place, yeah. um this
0: yeah. It's also proof that honestly, the very special episodes that were really popular at the time of sitcoms mm-hmm. were never necessary. You can get into this you, you, you can get into this stuff and still be funny.
1: Yeah, that's true. There doesn't
0: have to be a serious plot. All it takes is enough confidence and a deft enough hand to know where the jokes belong. Put mm-hmm. the jokes in the right place, keep the right things serious. It's like I was saying before. That's what fascinates me about about comedy writing is that you know, you just have to you just have to see it, it's honestly like adjusting levels on a on like a, on like a, on like, a, on, like, a, on, like a, on like a mixing board. Like right. you have to like, you, like 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 you decide okay, Um, we need to, we need to like, um, like there would be, there would be less, there would be less power to this situation if the cop is also making jokes. So we need to dial the cops back. The cops need to just be like real life cops. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: then we can just have, you know, Carlton not understanding what's going on and will, you know, knowing all too well, knowing all too well. and, 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 and that's, and that's how you run that balancing act. Yeah, you know, it, that it, did work. It's not. It, yeah, it, it's just knowing, just knowing that there's like specific ingredients that you can put into a scene to make it to make it work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you put a joke in, and and, and, and it's re- it's a really careful balancing act too, because if you don't know where to put the joke, you can mess it up. Marvel movies, they do this all the time, especially yeah. especially uh, especially after the first, like bet- 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 between the second and third Avengers movies, uh, there was a there was a problem for a while of them getting a little too um, irreverent and a little too snarky. It oh. got to the point where dramatic moments were kind of undercut, like because because they decided to put a joke there. But you know, if you if you can if you can let like like Family Guys has been good with that, as I said before, like you let the you let the you let the serious the serious heartfelt moment play out, and then you put a joke after that.
1: There you go. That's about yeah. that's
0: a joke that's about something else, right? Don't yeah. As long as you stay away from what's supposed to be serious, you can make it work. And that and this episode is like a masterclass in doing that
1: yeah no absolutely um about the whole like the the comedy and having the 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 balance of comedy and seriousness and having the cops just be like just you know like serious cops that was that was brilliant because what a way to diffuse a really tense situation otherwise because like i mentioned earlier like anytime i see somebody get pulled over on screen i am sweating and um that interaction, I wasn't. I was like, "Oh, haha! You know, Will's being funny because Carlton's clueless because you know, yeah, it's it's great." Um, I would say, uh, first of all, this episode shows up a lot earlier in the first season than I thought. I I,
0: I swear, I thought this was in like season three or four.
1: I, I thought it was I, like I, two.
0: I, I did not think it was in. It was like it was like the sixth episode of the entire series. Yeah, like, like the show came together remarkably fast.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even realize it. Um, it again gracefully balances comedy and serious real world issues it was hilarious but like critical at times where when it needed to be and um i like how at the end when carlton is really pondering how he'd act if he were in the police officer's position it's like again like how the it feels like the show or the writers are you know asking the question directing the question towards the audience so they can so they can reckon with that um i this 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 came out in what was it in nine in the 1990s and that's um around that time you know you had this was i'm sure this was before the rodney king situation but you still had you know rampant police brutality i mean that's what the police do is you know violence it's the threat of violence that keeps people in line and um just the fact that they did this episode so, so early on in their first season, it just, and even before, like, the whole Rodney King thing, it's just, it's just wild. I love that this show can reckon with, like, so many serious issue, real life issues, and also, like, make you laugh while they're doing it, while they're trying to make a statement, while they're telling you, hey, this stuff is not right, or hey, there is an issue going on here, or hey, black people are disproportionately targeted by the police. It's it's an impactful episode that sticks with me, and um, I just think about it every now and then. Um, I'm gonna say ten out of ten for I, this
0: one. I definitely agree, especially the very end.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I felt
0: it. I felt. I felt that. It, 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 I, I especially felt it the first time I watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air mm-hmm. because uh, that was right after um, that was right after the George Floyd Minneapolis thing.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: and um, I was. Um, I was dealing with a lot in terms of like kind of waking up to Mm. how the world really works. I've lived a pretty sheltered life. I honestly haven't even really like seen like racism in play all that much, at least at least at least at least in terms of like it like pushed in my favor. Um, Mm. I grew up I grew up in a lot more in a lot more of like mixed areas. Honestly, like when I in, in most of the schools that I went to when I was a kid, I was I was the minority. There was only like two or three white kids there. So I was, so I was never, I was, I, I really don't feel that I was ever afforded special, special preferential treatment because I was white, because hmm. the, the, the institution was never really around me. So I was, I, so I, so, so, so I, I had always kind of had all of these societal problems, problems with the police, problems with um, institutional racism, all this stuff, I had it kind of segmented, kind of put it, in, I put it in the back of my head thinking maybe it's not as big a deal as people say, because I'd never seen it
1: privilege (laughs) yeah and and
0: and, yeah it's it's just i i i just i i was in i was in a bubble i was sheltered just like carlton so seeing (laughs) carlton have to know having having will tell him about this and then having his dad tell him about this and then just having him kind of sit shell-shocked on the couch just kind of kind of kind of realizing kind of like kind of kind of like kind of like having this 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 reality crash down on him
1: that was me oh.
0: I was in that place when I first watched this episode and I felt it hard I, I watching this episode again the other day it brought vividly brought back the feelings from that day when I first saw this episode and I was just and and, and yeah so I, I really they they really really tapped into something there
1: I'm getting chills again sorry <laughs> I'm just like wow yeah um i my family's always been like the police everybody act natural act like you're not committing a crime even though we weren't Um, (laughs) but i understand now that that's because we were little brown kids you know and like a a mexican family it we could just and my dad always looked like a a little thug growing up you know (laughs) he has the tattoos that are that can be pretty well hidden um but he liked to walk around with like a bald head (laughs) and the goatee so he looked like a cholo still so, yeah. It's just a bummer that like,
0: society has it that we have to cover up tattoos. I mean, tattoos Tattoos are not for me personally, but, I mean, there's no need to judge.
1: Yeah. I'm glad we're getting past that whole, like, oh, tattoos mean you're not professional. Like, now you can get tattoos and get a be in the workplace. Like, I remember people were like, you can't get tattoos. You'll never get a job. I'm like, what the? Okay, and? <laughs> But yeah, if yeah. you want to get the
0: the Mike Tyson ornate face tattoos, go for it.
1: Post Malone does it. Post Malone
0: has tattoos all over his face, and everybody loves him. Yeah, I, I personally like I I don't judge, but I I, I personally don't understand it. I <laughs> don't want I don't want I don't want an electric needle with ink anywhere near any part of me. It it, it just does it does not sound like a good time, and I've and I and plus, and plus like I see like pictures of people when they get fresh tattoos. And, like, how irritated and, sh- and, like, weirdly shiny the skin is around it. I'm just like, I don't want
1: that. I just don't want that. No judgment on anybody, but I just don't want that. Oh, my God. So, like, the skin will raise. You'll bleed. Um, sometimes you'll get ink. Uh, what is it? Ink sacks. Um, so, like, it'll, like, swell up. It'll get inflamed. And, like, the whole bit where you've got tattooed is, like, a sack of skin. And the it looks like the... I know. I'm grossing you out so bad. <laughs> I love to do this to people. Um... <laughs> And you can like squish it and it feels weird and it looks weird.
0: Oh, it's kind of like when they do like a, when they did like a, when they do like a, like some kind of like blood test or something, when they like kind of like blow a little air bubble under your skin.
1: <sighs> yeah. Ew. You got me. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for grossing you out. Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. But yeah, no. Um, ah, tattoos are like a spiritual experience for me. Like it's like an endurance test. It's so fun. Y'all. Send us your tattoo stories, your most painful tattoo, your least painful tattoo, because I want to hear make, it make all. Make
0: me t- – tell me your stories about your most painful tattoos so you can make me want to get a tattoo less.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Like, I just there, – there's there's just I, – I, I, yeah, no no judgment on anybody. If I were, like, hiring somebody, their tattoos wouldn't um, – their tattoos would not um, – Yeah. You know, it, it 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 is a choice if you wanna if you if you, if you wanna have like if you wanna have like bad language printed on your neck. I mean, that was that was your choice.
1: No regrets.
0: <laughs> well, not even that. I'm just talking about like 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 cursing and stuff. Like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, stuff we can't say on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like like
0: like yeah, like I, I that, that that's that that's that's your choice. I'm not gonna judge you for it. I just know that yeah, personally, just tattoos. Just mm-hmm. the, the the experience of getting a tattoo. And honestly, I can't even think what I would even tattoo on myself. Like, is there anything that I know that I feel so strongly about that I would want to have it tattooed on my body? Hmm. Because people are like, oh, yeah, I got the uh, I got like a I got like a kingdom key from Kingdom Hearts tattooed on my arm. And I'm just like, I, good, good for you. Cool. I can't imagine I'd want to walk around with a kingdom key on my on my arm. I would have thoughts about you if you did
1: do that. <laughs> I would have some very... <laughs> Choice words for you.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, no judgment, but I, yeah, but it is nonsense though that like that like people feel the need to have to like wear scarves and long sleeve shirts mm-hmm. and stuff that cover up their tattoos because people judge and they see them as trashy.
1: Yeah, like, come on, chill. So, anyways, yeah, we've gone on a tangent.
0: Yeah, this this whole episode was just tangent city.
1: Listen, I've been we've all we've both been overwhelmed, so you know this is what you're gonna get. <laughs> um all right that'll do that'll do it for today (laughs) let us know your tattoo stories please
0: yes please do that yeah push me further away from them please
1: absolutely (laughs) just make make tim cringe it's so fun
0: (laughs) so yeah leave your tattoo stories uh if you like what you just heard uh make sure to tell your friends or leave us a rating or review wherever you found this to help us spread the word uh, check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Uh, you can also find us on social media, face- on Facebook, uh, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, at RCC Viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo, if people were to want to find you personally, where could they do that?
1: So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at chupacabral, uh, that's chupacabra with an L and an underscore at the end, all lowercase. Um, I don't think I have any photos of my tattoos up on those on those accounts, but... If you ask nicely, I'll I'll probably post them. And where can the people find you, Tim?
0: Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NacyTim. That is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. And that will about do it for this week. Uh, um, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks.